Hello? Barrister, I just received a warrant of arrest for my vessel and many court documents. What should I do? Welcome to FC Pod, the podcast where legal professionals discuss matters regarding international transportation, corporate and commercial law, trade matters, and much more. It is brought to you by Foundation Chambers, the preferred provider of legal services in international transportation and energy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered as legal advice on any subject matter. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a great time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on the face of planet Earth. I'm sure one of these greetings would suffice. Welcome to another episode of FC Pods. And as usual, we thank you for your feedback, your likes, your shares, your comments, all of it on the last episode. In the last episode, we spoke with Mojisola Jaeg Benley. We spoke on the role of ESG, Environmental, Social and Governmental Framework in the Evaluation of Shipping Companies. On this episode, we'll be talking with Adeja Malaki Kiowo, a senior counsel in the Admiralty Shipping and Energy Department of the firm Foundation Chambers. Don't go anywhere, we will be right back. Hi Damala, welcome to FC Pod. So good to have you here. Thank you, and thank you for having me. How are you feeling? Fantastic. I'm yeah, very you're very honest. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, please tell us some more. Who is Mr. Damala? Well, as you know, I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Working in Foundation Chambers um, for the past like seven years. I schooled or graduated from Obafemi Awolowo University. Great and was called to Bra, yes, in <laughs> 2012. Okay. Yes, and I've uh, been practicing ever since. Yes, so um, it's been fantastic. It's been wonderful. Otherwise, nice. I enjoy watching football. Okay. Sometimes I play, you know, if ah. I have um, spare time. Nice one. <laughs> yes, and I also enjoy watching movies. All right, so give us some gist. You know, let's start out with something calm before we get to the gist of today's podcast. How and why did you become a lawyer? Like, what was your inspiration? Who did you see on TV, newspaper <laughs> that inspired you? Well, um, there's no other course out there apart from law. There's no other course out there apart from law. Wow, wow, wow. How they apart from law? The reach that law will afford you yeah. is different from what other courses would. Mm. I mean give you Indeed. so it will afford you the opportunities to relate with people from other industries mm. other walks of life yeah. and by relating with them right um, you also acquire knowledge know what is happening in mm-hmm. other industries so it's a fantastic and fascinating you know career career yes i agree with you honestly i mean mm. just emphasizing again it says there is no other course apart from law no, yeah. big full stop <laughs> Today, we'll be talking about some troubled waters in the Nigerian maritime space. Essentially, we'll be discussing the conflict in the Admiralty jurisdiction of the Federal High Court in Nigeria. I mean, with some focus on, you know, simple contracts as well. Admiralty law is the body of law that governs the operation, use of vessels which ply the sea, engaging in maritime trade and transport. And admiralty practice has over the years just evolved but then something interesting remains constant with admiralty law it is the fact that it is distinct from 
other types of laws distinct from criminal law distinct from intellectual property law finance every other thing or every other aspect so why and how so why is admiralty law distinct okay so i absolutely agree that maritime law is different from other types of law mm -hmm. right it focuses on marine commerce navigation and other nautical matters that you know, or pour on open water. It has some distinctive features, right, which make it different from other types of law. And we are talking about commencement of an, an action okay. in uh, maritime law, the admiralty jurisdiction of the courts, mm -hmm. you know, to entertain matters relating to maritime, maritime law. Um, statute of limitation, mm -hmm. right, and also the legal personality of the ship, right. These are features that make maritime law, right, different from other areas or other types of law. Speaking of um, commencement of action, an action in maritime law can either be an action in REM uh, or an action in personam. So if um, it's an action in REM, so that is when we'll be talking about the arrest of vessel and that's also when we'll be talking about the legal personality of, of a ship. So what this implies is that um, a ship can be sued Okay. and can also institute an action in its own capacity or in its own rights. So here we are talking about um, action in personal. We are talking about instituting an action against the owners of the vessel. Then speaking about statute of limitation, mm -hmm. right? Ordinary commercial matter, statute of limitation, in most cases, it's usually six years, but that of admiralty matter, mm -hmm. right? It's three years, right. depending on depending on the nature of the matter. Mm -hmm. If the matter is regulated by one um, these conventions, mm -hmm. you know, a treaty. yes, yeah. a treaty, yes. So it will not be determined by the provision of that convention or that treaty, you know. But in the absence of that, right, Admiralty Jurisdiction Act provides that um, statute of limitation, you know, should be three through three years. So these are features, right, that make Admiralty matter different from other type of law and specifically you know it's important to to mention admiralty jurisdiction of the court right because mm -hmm. jurisdiction is fundamental mm -hmm. we have many courts we have mm -hmm. national industrial mm -hmm. courts and state high courts magistrate courts yes so yes and so which court has the jurisdiction to adjudicate over matter you know emanating from maritime space yeah. That has to do with admiralty jurisdiction and you know it's the federal high court that yeah. has yes that jurisdiction. Okay, so just so. before we, we delve a bit mm -hmm. deeper in yes. the admiralty jurisdiction of the court, yes. you know, I, I think I think one of one of the most fascinating or exciting parts of yes. Um, admiralty law being different is the legal personality of ships for me. Yes. The fact that like the vessels have names. Yes. Nobody names their land, for yes, instance. Yes, you know, it's yes. it's one property that you don't name your land them um, Tunji yes. Tunji land. Yes. You know yes. um, how yes. a ship can sue and be sued, as you said, yes. right? Like your your piece of land cannot sue. You cannot take anybody to court. Absolutely. You know, but a vessel in court or a ship Absolutely. can do that. You Absolutely. know how ships have nationalities and they have flags it's like ships have passports uh, you know <laughs> there is absolutely. no other property you have like yeah. nothing not even your bank account your bank account doesn't have you know it doesn't have a passport so i find that really interesting and then the fact that there's a particular court that states or provides to adjudicate over 
admiralty matters and i think this is the cost of yeah. our conversation today yeah. that admiralty matters are exclusively or yeah. ought to be yeah. exclusively yeah. adjudicated on in the federal high court yeah. why is this so damola well that takes us to jurisdiction of the court right, right. so mm-hmm. how does um, a court derive um, jurisdiction yeah so jurisdiction is a product of um, statutes okay. right mm-hmm. yes majorly is a product of statute yes um, the constitution um, is the ground law yeah. right mm-hmm. it's from the constitution that every other laws right or all other laws right yeah. derive their credibility or yes. their, their validity mm-hmm. because in the constitution that any law that is um, inconsistent with the provision of the constitution is not void. that takes us to section 51 of the constitution of federal republic of nigeria you know that vests admiralty jurisdiction on federal high court, high court. M- maritime law has its own specific laws or maritime matters have specific laws that regulate them so we are talking about cabotage hats yeah you're talking about merchant shipping hats mm. you're talking about admiralty jurisdiction hats yeah. right and of course i mean the the constitution of federal republic of nigeria so if you check these hats or this body of laws right you discover that it is specifically stated there mm. right that the federal high court is the court that has the jurisdiction to adjudicate over, over matters, matters emanating from or over matter in respect to which the laws apply. Right. Let me just say that's the basis of admiralty jurisdiction of the federal court. So, Damala, you've given us a really fantastic background, yeah. you know, as to why only the federal high court can adjudicate on maritime disputes, maritime matters. This is because its its authority stems from the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria and other extranet laws, right? Mm-hmm. But then. I mean, the title of this episode is the conflicts that arise from admiralty jurisdiction of the federal high court. So essentially, there are conflicts with regards to the powers of the federal high court in this regard, right? So conflicts where the national industrial court is dragging powers, the state high court as well is dragging these powers. Where does the conflict stem from and why? On what basis is there a conflict in this regard here? Yeah. The conflict usually arises from diverse interpretation okay. of, of the laws governing um, admiralty matters, even the constitution, interpretation of the constitution, mm-hmm. interpretation of um, admiralty jurisdiction act, mm-hmm. and all that similar similar um, laws, you know, governing um, admiralty matters, right? So um, if you check um, admiralty jurisdiction act, um, the matters in respect of which the federal high court, right, have as jurisdiction mm-hmm. you know the matters are clearly stated right. you know in the admiralty jurisdiction mm-hmm. hat but um surprisingly right we've had um, many judicial authorities right, right? yes i'm um, stripping the federal high court of the jurisdiction to um adjudicate over matters that appear to be you know within the jurisdiction of the federal high court okay for instance right um labor matters right pertaining to crew members and you know masters of or master of the ship in um hja that is admiralty jurisdiction here it is clearly stated that that the federal high court has jurisdiction to determine matters of that nature right However, right, we've seen judicial authorities, okay. you know, both at the Federal High Court and also at the Court of Appeal. You know, the notable one is the Sam Purple's, um, mm. empty Sam Purple's um, matter, where the 
jurisdiction to adjudicate over matter involving employment or wages of a master of ship or crew uh, member, you know, of the ship. The jurisdiction is ascribed or given to, or is, yes, given to the National Industrial Court, yeah. right, by virtue of Section 254C of the Constitution of Federal Republic of Nigeria has amended. Also, if you check the Admiralty Jurisdiction Act, especially Section 1 of the Admiralty Jurisdiction Act, you know, um, it is expressly stated that, that matters relating to contract of carriage, the court or the Federal High Court should have jurisdiction over such matters. But the way the court, even the Supreme Court, you know, in the matter involving uh, Petro Jessica, right? have interpreted or has interpreted this provision of, of, of the law, I'm talking about section 1 now, is that when a cargo is taken off the vessel that the jurisdiction of the Federal High Court hands, well, based on my opinion, I want to believe that that is not the way the section should be interpreted, interpreted. Yeah. because I mean section one of the Admiralty Jurisdiction Act says that the Admiralty Jurisdiction of the court, that is the Federal High Court now, extends to the moment the goods are delivered right. to the consignee. Mm. So the co location of the cargo, right, shouldn't determine, right, I'm talking about the extent of yes, the extent of, of the admi yes, yes. Admiralty Jurisdiction of the Federal High Court, yes. you know. So the jurisdiction of the Federal High Court extends to when the cargo, you know, delivered. yeah, is delivered to the mm -hmm. consignee, right. So it's not when it doesn't terminate when the cargo is taken of away or yes or yeah. off the vessel. You know, so these are so I, it's, it's it's a question of interpretation of the law. You know, so the challenge has to do with interpretation, or the conflict has to do with interpretation of, of the law. I think you 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 share a really brilliant case study example and a really popular one as well. I remember mm. that like so many conversations have mm. erupted from the MB Sam Purpose yes. um, decision, right? How. <laughs> The National Industrial Courts has the power to adjudicate over employee, mm. employer matters, mm. labor matters, mm. things like that, you know. Um, but then when when it, 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 it pertains to mm. the wages of crew members, mm -hmm. right, the captain, you mm. know, people that take care of the ship mm. and, and have it running, mm -hmm. um, how we assumed, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I should be, that it's the Federal High Court's yes. um, jurisdiction, right? Yes. But then yes. um, the court said it was the National Industrial yes. Court's jurisdiction. Yes. So, so there, I mean, we see the conflict between, especially with labor matters and, and wages, yes. conflict between the Federal High Court and the National Industrial mm -hmm. Court. Mm -hmm. Yes. But then there is also a conflict with the state high court, yes. right? So there's another there's another pulling and tugging and dragging and storm on the sea yes. with the state high courts, yes. not just the industrial high court. Please shed more light, you know, on how the state high court comes into this brouhaha we have here. Yes. So um, ordinarily, well, I they, they, I mean it pertains to um, contracts, mm -hmm. right? Um, ordinarily contractual matters right it's um, the state high court okay. that has the jurisdiction over i mean contract matters flowing from contract and, and all that right however where a contract has strong admiralty flavor okay right it is expected that the federal high court would have jurisdiction over such Contract. Contract. Could you give us examples, like examples of contracts that have strong admiralty okay, flavor? Okay, for, for, for example, um, yeah. charter party agreement. Right. Okay. Uh, bill of lading. Mm -hmm. Right. These are these are contracts that um, 
you know, have their bases in um, uh, maritime law, yeah. right? They go to the root of maritime contracts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they have their bases, you know, they are premised mm. on maritime yes. law. So it's expected that any conflict with respect to this document, mm. you know, should be addressed or adjudicated over in Federal High, High court. court. As a matter of fact, right, the Admiralty Jurisdiction Act, right, has provisions contained in the Admiralty Jurisdiction Act that um, contract of carriage. You know, matters arising from contract of carriage you should be tried. You know, the court, federal high court has jurisdiction to, to try, try such matters, matters mm-hmm. right? Yes. You know, but we've seen situations where, just like I mean, I mentioned that um, um, the uh, issue of interpretation. Mm-hmm. You know, where the Supreme Court has heard that once the cargo, you know, is taken off the vessel, right, that the jurisdiction of um, a federal high court hangs there. Yes. So it's now the, ju- the jurisdiction of the state high court. Mm-hmm. We now commence any complaints that you have, even if the um, cargo is still at the port. Mm, right. Even if the cargo and is it hasn't there, been delivered, it to hasn't the been delivered to, to, to the consignee, mm. right? So, I mean, in my opinion, I think that is not, I mean, my opinion. Of let course. Me, let me, let me <laughs> you can speak free yes, on the podcast. Yes, let me leave emphasis <laughs> on that. Right, in my opinion, I think that is not the um, the correct interpretation mm, of, of the law. Know, of the law, issues like demorage storage charges, mm. right? We've seen a couple of um, judicial authorities that they tagged demorage matters, mm. you know, or storage matters involving storage charges as debt recovery matters over right. which the state high court has mm. jurisdiction. Because I mean, the federal high court doesn't have jurisdiction in respect of debt recovery. Mm right yeah. emanating from simple contracts mm. so they have termed demorate matters, um, matters yes yeah. as de- debt recovery matters you know and these are matters that you know they are uh, issues that they flow from bill of lady mm. even issue of hire right flow from charter party you know these are documents that they have their basis you know they are premised on maritime maritime law Right, so these are you know um, areas where these conflicts are you know usually arise. I mean, this has been a really interesting drive, you know, yeah. driven from the constitution, driven to you know other laws, come to the the jurisdiction of the federal high court, yes. and then the struggle with the national industrial court and the struggle with the state high court as well. Right, it does seem like there's there's a bit of an imbalance you know there's some some places aren't aren't as clear yeah. <laughs> you know per the jurisdiction of the court yeah. regarding admiralty matters anyways yeah. um is there anything you'd want to add or you'd want to advise or you want to counsel you know in in in, in this regard because i mean it is what it is well um you know i have identified or i've been able to identify issue of interpretation diverse of course, interpretation yes. of the laws you know governing admiralty matters mm-hmm. but i my advice right or my suggestion is that superior court mm. right, should endeavor to give appropriate interpretation mm, yeah. to all these laws you know because they are there for a reason Absolutely. yes they are there for a reason and to enable litigants you mm. know to determine appropriate to appropriately determine mm-hmm. the court in which they are to institute their action. Their, their action right because when we have uh, many conflicting um, decisions of the court can be quite confusing mm. right for, mm-hmm. for for litigants so well my suggestion is just that proper interpretation of these laws mm. right uh, yes should be should be given so that federal high court can still maintain the admiralty jurisdiction that That's has it. been vested on heat by you know um, these relevant laws in, i mean including constitution um, admiralty jurisdiction has cabotage had national mm. shipping had and, and, and the likes yes so yes that's my position 
Thank you very much for your time, Jamala. Thank it's you for really been an enlightening conversation, um, you know, on admiralty jurisdiction and the conflicts that arise from the jurisdiction of the Federal High Court. Um, there are so many gems to take from this conversation, so be sure to share with your family, your friends, your colleagues, and everyone else you think would be interested in um, admiralty conversations. To get in touch, to ask a question, do follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Foundation Chambers. You can send us a direct message as well or shoot us an email, info at foundationchambers.com. So we come your way same time next time. I remain your host, Mariam Danhabu. We'll see you another time. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of FC Pod. We trust that you learned something, got insight into another thing, or you laughed about a couple of things. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Foundation Chambers, the preferred provider of legal services in international transportation and energy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered as legal advice on any subject matter. Be sure to share the podcast with your colleagues, your friends, or your family members. To get in touch or ask a question, follow us on Instagram at Foundation Chambers and send us a direct message. You can also reach us via email info at foundationchambers.com. See you same time next time. Have a fantastic month ahead.